Hi, I'm Kat, grassroots marketer turned brand builder. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever, your weekly dose of not so nice, but oh so clever advice and actionable strategies to grow your mind, brand, and bank account beyond your wildest dreams. Free of charge. You're welcome. So grab your notebook and let's get to it. In today's episode, and in the spirit of this being our very first full episode of 2023, we're recording an open letter to every clever girl in the making listening to us now. For those afraid to start, for those wondering if their goals are too ambitious, for those wondering if they're smart enough, strong enough, brave enough, talented enough, and nice enough to achieve everything they want this year and beyond. So we've been hosting this podcast for about four months now, and we wanted to share with all of our newer listeners and the OGs and remind everyone of why we started and to also remind you that even though it may look like we know everything, we are still learning to right alongside you. And Candace and I know that there are people in our audience right now who want to start their own business or podcast or blog or TikTok, but they aren't taking action because they don't think that they know everything they need to in order to do it. But like I just said, we're here four months in recording two episodes a week for y'all and have been doing the damn thing for months now. And we still don't know everything, even though we sound like we do. Right, Candace? We hope we sound like we do. I mean, I kind of. And yeah. also we're not gatekeepers. So we're telling you the real, real. Mm -hmm. So why does this topic matter? It matters because like we've said many times before, we're not gatekeepers. We love to keep it really fucking real with all of you. And we want you to know that everyone who you look up to, every inspirational woman whose quotes and books and podcasts you listen to, we can guarantee that they didn't know everything when they started and they still don't know everything today, but they're willing to do the damn thing anyways, just like us. And we want to encourage you if you're thinking about starting something, that it's okay to be where you are. And so we're going to talk to you about that today. This open letter is for all of you thinking about and wondering if you want to start. And so we are going to begin with something that everyone listening in might be aware of, but we're going to make sure that you are fully read in and aware of and can accept this fact. So Candice, you came up with this one. It's a great first point to dive in here. So you actually have more in common with those around you than you think. Essentially, you're not alone in the thoughts that you have or the reasons that you have, the reasons in quotation marks that you have for not yet starting. <laughs> mm -hmm. So while we know everyone has their own story, the human experience is actually a collective one. And so... When you're thinking about human feelings and thoughts, they're often shared. So whether you're scared or you're struggling with imposter syndrome or you are overthinking, you're worried you're not going to say the right thing, you're worried you won't be able to provide for your family, you're worried your friends are going to judge you, you're worried that you won't have all the answers or you'll look like you don't know what you're doing. All of those are worries that every human has experienced at some point and likely over and over again throughout life. Is mm -hmm. that right, Kat? 
It's right. And also, folks, that list still includes Candace and I. Absolutely. Always. We're not immune to this. We just work through it despite having these feelings come up for ourselves. We're not immune to being human and no one is. Mm -hmm. I think that when we look at the people who are really successful, I think they're people who pull themselves out of these feelings a little bit faster or recognize that they're maybe spiraling into these feelings again a little bit sooner than the average person. I think Mm -hmm. that's like the edge. That's the leading edge is that, ooh, you know what? I am feeling imposter syndrome and that's why I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Right? Let me step into action instead of sitting here. Mm -hmm. So it absolutely includes us. Yeah. And I think another important point to bring up too is the mistakes that we make are different ones all the time because when we make a mistake, we learn from it so that we can learn new lessons. Whereas I feel when people allow themselves to overthink or allow imposter syndrome to take over, they find themselves making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And then they don't grow because they're not working through it and finding ways to pull themselves out of that hamster wheel and instead put them on a trajectory for growth. So it's it's about progress, not perfection. As hard as it is for my type A self to say that, perfection doesn't serve me. It did not serve me and it's not something I'm choosing now. And perfection is an illusion. Ah, good point. I don't even think that there is such a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we use perfectionism as an excuse not to do the next scary thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a perfectionist. I can't, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm still working on it because I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Or I want it to be right. Or I need it to be this way. But really what you're doing is making excuses so you don't actually have to put yourself have out to do there. It. Yeah. Yeah. So as Candace shared, you know, while everyone has their own unique story, our human experience is collective. And the great news about that, the silver lining, is that you don't need to be on an island. So stop putting yourself there. You can ask for help. And if you are feeling like you're alone, look at that as a signal that perhaps people that you are surrounding yourself with, even though you might not physically be alone and on Instagram, it might not look like you're alone but you're feeling lonely in your journey, find ways to surround yourself with the right people who will make you feel like you're not alone and who you'll be able to share your concerns and your fears with. And they'll still cheer you on despite it and tell you to get out of your damn head and just do the damn thing already, right? Yeah, so important to have friends like that. Absolutely. So key. And not all your friends are going to get it and that's okay. You just, when it comes to doing something new and scary, you have to surround yourself by the people who are doing new and scary shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do scary shit together. Absolutely. That's a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Like this. Exactly. So the next part is really key. So many of our clients and and their friends and even us at times Mm -hmm. are worried about OPOs. Mm-hmm. O-P-O's. Right? Y'all know what OPOs are? I hope they know. Let's tell them. Okay. OPOs, other people's opinions. 
Notice that we did not say that they were your opinions. Mm -hmm. They're others. They don't belong to you. They don't belong to you and they don't serve you. No, they don't. We just shut out OPOs. They don't fucking matter. You know, no one understands your passion or desires of your heart like you do. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep in mind that you're the architect of whatever life that you want. It's available to you. You're not crazy. Mm -hmm. You can have anything that you want. You can do anything that you want. But so often we're worried about other people's opinions or you know, disappointing people or mm. just so many things that can come up that we can, you know, hold on to too tightly. Mm-hmm. It's similar to how we use the excuse of perfection to stop mm-hmm. us from taking action. Mm-hmm. And then we use other people's opinions. Oh, well, so-and-so said that this is a bit too big of a goal for me to set for my first year in real estate. Oh, mm. Mm-hmm. that's an example, right? Candace? I know this comes up for our clients who are in real estate. They're starting out and their their broker, their team lead tells them that they need to start here. They need to start small right? until they earn their stripes. Every new agent has to start with a first time home buyer. It's bullshit. You don't have to. Says who? Right. Is that your opinion? You know, mm-hmm. You can't let others' limiting beliefs mm-hmm. or other people's fears keep you from taking action. Yeah. Like I don't know about you, Kat, but I'm sure you've experienced something similar. I remember when I first left my job, my mom was so worried for me. Yeah. Well, what about health insurance? I'm like, mom, I'm going to have health insurance just because I don't have a job doesn't mean I can't have health insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the fear that she had about me not having a steady income. Mm-hmm. I couldn't let that permeate me. And I couldn't take that fear on as my own. I just had to let her have her fear because I don't know what it's like to be a mom. Right. But I decided I wasn't going to let those things keep me from pursuing my dream. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I did. I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now, Kat. How sad would that be? I wouldn't have your friendship. No, let's not even even talk about that. I know. Right? Let's not even go there. No. But that's a normal experience and you might be having that. Other people might be playing out their fears, putting their fears in your ear, in your head. And you have to take them in with your own like discernment and understand maybe where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you have to align your actions with that. Yeah. Or even agree. Or agree. Yeah. No, I totally didn't agree. Yeah. But I had to be like, okay, this is like a mom with a mom perspective. And like, Mm -hmm. she loves and cares for me, but also I can't take this on, you know? Yeah. No. And look, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not a mom yet. But what I do know about biology and science and our imperative to survive as a society and protect our offspring, moms and dads just want their offspring to survive. And entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is in one traditional journey with lots of ups and downs. And it's like, Oh my gosh, my baby girl, Candace, what is she doing? She's leaving a stable salaried income Mm -hmm. for who knows what. And, you know, so that those fears and concerns informed her opinions and it was an OPO and, you know, you could recognize and empathize with it, but you weren't going to allow it to dictate your future. Exactly. Yeah. 
No, it's it's funny now too, because when I first started out on my journey, it began with me dropping out of nursing school, which mm-hmm. was a huge leap of faith on myself. And I remember a lot of my like high school friends who I was friends with on Facebook at the time, they were like, You moved to Miami? What are you doing? It's like when when kids would like move to LA to become an actor. They're like, What mm-hmm. are you Miami cat? Like it's Miami. That's where you go to party. That's not where you go to like build a career and find yourself and do all these things. And I was like, whatever, but it's what I'm gonna do. Imagine what people said when they moved to Vegas, cat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, we just found another parallel between our stories. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to our first point that the human experience is collective. But it's so funny now, Candace, if we are not at this point in our careers being irreverent and bending the rules like an artist and being bosses, the people on our network actually check in on this. They're like, Kat, are you okay? I haven't seen you post something like shit talking lately. Like what's going on? Where are you? You feeling all right? Let's yeah. take your temperature. You good? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I've, I've done my job. My network knows what to expect of me now. And it's based on my expectations of myself and not the mm-hmm. other way around. It's very liberating to be able to be that way. Absolutely. And you're always going to hear other people's opinions. I mean, I can go on and on with stories. I remember when I left education, people were shocked at the amount of money that I was charging my clients or like yeah. how much money I expected to make. Yeah. Like they thought I was, you know, delusional. greedy yeah. or delusional or all these things. And mm-hmm. and I think I internalized some of that in the beginning too, because I would equate everything back to what I made as a teacher. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I would have to work an entire month to make that amount of money. So maybe I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. No, I was like, oh, last year I would have had to work six months before I could ever even think about making that amount of money. So that was something that I think lingered with me for longer than I should have let it. Yeah, but you've overcome it now. And that goes even to a larger conversation of you know the particular society that you grow up in. Candace and I both... I think you'll agree when I say this, Candace, won the birth lottery being born in this country. And there's so much advantage mm-hmm. to it, but there's also a lot of interesting societal expectations and programming and perspectives on what is proper or right for, you know, the path of a woman, the path of a single woman, the path of a married mm-hmm. woman, and what type of careers work and the roles as a mother and all of basically everything that has nothing to do with us that people think should influence how we are and how we think and how we charge and how we build our lives. So we just set all that shit aside. Yeah. You got to keep it pushing and you have to stay true to your own vision for your life, regardless Mm -hmm. of what the people around you say or what they think or Mm -hmm. how they act towards you. Yep. All right. So for all of those wondering or afraid to start, whatever it is that you have in your heart to start, Our next takeaway here, lesson here, is probably going to hit. So I had mentioned just a little bit ago about how my journey had started when I dropped out of nursing school and similar to Candice when she left her career as an educator. And it's not, how do I say this? I want to say this properly. It's like taking a detour on your journey when you've spent decades building the life that you thought you were always going to have. And then you're like, oh, you wake up one morning and you're like, oh, this 
this isn't the highway I want to take anymore. I want to take a detour. But the feelings of guilt that can creep up, mm-hmm. I know this probably hit you most of all, Candace, right? Because you you told I everyone did. about your dream to be an educator. Oh, yeah. And my mom says ever since I was like five, I would like sit my neighbor kids down and be like the teacher of the class would be like, you guys are the students. Here's your homework right on the board. Like that is <laughs> like who I was. It was just like born that way, apparently. Yeah, apparently straight out of the womb. Exactly. And <laughs> like she always knew that I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And I put all of my time and energy and effort into becoming an educator, getting my master's degree in education. After I was in the classroom, I dreamed of working with Teach for America. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I worked there and I was a director at Teach for America for many years after I left the classroom. And I thought it was my dream job, Kat. It was a thing that I Mm -hmm. absolutely wanted and worked towards until my early 30s. And all of a sudden, I was just like, okay, check, did that. (laughs) It was cool. I liked it. I learned a lot but I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for something different. I wanted to be my own boss so badly. I wanted to do things my way. Mm -hmm. And I ended up leaving, but there was a lot of guilt that came with that because I'd pursued it for so long. I spent so much money, time, energy, and shared my story about why I wanted it with so many people. It felt weird to switch directions all of the sudden, and that's in quotation marks too, all of the sudden, because people felt like it was all of the sudden, even though like I had been feeling Feeling a certain way or thinking these things for a while, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a difficult transition for me. Mm -hmm. And I think I probably stayed in education maybe, you know, a year or two longer than I should have because I kind of felt maybe even like ashamed that... I no longer wanted that. Yeah. Like maybe I was a bad person because I wanted to make mm-hmm. more money. Right. And I never really thought of it like that until right now. But yeah, like oh. maybe, maybe that's like part of it. Like because maybe I think people did think I was greedy. Yeah. But again, it was yeah. their opinions. Other people's shit. Yeah. OPOs. It was nothing that was yours or that belonged no. to you. Right. It's crazy. So. It is. I'm just learning. It's like, this is like um, my therapy, Kat. Thanks for being here. Thanks for everyone listening. (laughs) Anytime. And we're just, we're recording. People are listening to this and I just get to hang out with you on Saturdays. It's 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 great. Or Sunday. Today's Sunday. Or Sunday. That's right. She doesn't know what day of the week it is. That's why I have my calendar. Thanks, Google. Uh, So, you know, it's funny too, Candice. I was thinking back when we were planning for this episode, my former pursuit of becoming a nurse was rooted in, I think, being really exposed to the nursing field a lot growing up. Like after my grandmother had passed away, my grandfather moved in with us and he had CHF, congestive heart failure. So this was like when I was in elementary school, lived with us and he had to have one of those like medical hospital beds. He had his oxygen tanks. He had his banana bags for his fluids, his pill boxes. I would help organize his pills every morning. And we had like an in-home caregiver to take care of him as well because my parents worked all the time. And I think, you know, being exposed to that and like being able to take care of him. And I really love taking care of him, my brother and I together, because he was our grandpa, you know, he was Papa. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, taking science classes in high school and realizing that I had an aptitude for it because I just, I love 
making connections and learning new things. And I'm very good at math. And then the economy hits in 2008 and everything bottoms out. My friends who spent all of their money going to really prestigious four-year schools have no job opportunities and they're in six figures of debt and everyone's going back to community college because there were so many layoffs. I was like, oh, what's a career that will always be in demand? So I never have to worry about not having Mm -hmm. a job and it's going to be super stable. Mm. Nursing. And I love helping people, right? Now I'm like the hype man of all of my clients, but I found what my my true calling and purpose is. And who knows, it might change 10 years from now. I reserve the right to change my mind at any time. But looking back, I I think that that was how I had justified getting into nursing school and and pursuing that. And my family was so proud of me, Candice. Like when Mm -hmm. I made that decision, my family was so proud of me. And then when I told them that I was going to drop out and move to Miami to join a construction startup, (laughs) like... With no background in construction. Like, what can't you just tell us like you're pregnant or something? Like <laughs> why are you dropping this bomb on us? And it was it was really, really challenging. There was lots of guilt, there was lots of shame, none of which, you know, those feelings didn't belong to me, but they were there. So I had to pull those fuses and and move on. But I'm so glad that I did because what would have been the alternative? Like, what would your life have looked like if you had remained? would have just been miserable. Yeah. And I think that sometimes people, including myself for a period of time, just accept that. Oh, this is what it's like having a job. Everyone's miserable. No, not everyone's miserable. Not true. Some people get up and love their days and love the work that they do. And they're on fire and excited and joyful. And of course, there's moments when things are hard. Of course. But overall... There's nothing like pursuing your dreams. Mm -hmm. The dreams are yours. They're there for you. And we are giving you and every clever girl listening to this podcast permission to change your mind at any time. You have that right. It is yours. And to understand that OPOs are not always going to align with what you want. And in fact, if you are truly being true to yourself and, and altering your course like Candace did and like I did, it'll probably be a bumpy road, but you'll enjoy it and it'll be worth it in the end. And I mean, the alternative would be a decades-long career that looks great on paper and yet there's no fulfillment and no alignment. And I don't know about you, Candace, but I had watched a reel the other day by motivational speaker and educator, and he was talking about how he makes business decisions through the lens of, would the 80-year-old version of me be proud of Mm. the decision I'm making in this moment? Mm, That's a good one. I like it. It is, right? Because we're all Mm -hmm. headed toward that. We're all moving in that direction anyway. So why not pull yourself out and zoom out and be like, is this something that I can really be proud of decades from now? The answer is yes. Fucking go for it. Absolutely. The answer is no. Shoot us a DM and we'll hype you up (laughs) and figure (laughs) out what your next career looks like. (sighs) So let's recap some key takeaways from today. Mm. So number one is you got to do you, boo. That's the most important thing. It is. Second one is ask for help. Surround yourself with people who are doing the damn thing. It's so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. You can't surround yourself with people who are fearful for you or fearful for the move. You got to surround yourself with people who are out there making shit happen. 
It is. It's much funner that way. So much more fun. And you'll never regret starting, but you may likely regret never starting. It's kind of like working out. You know, you maybe don't want to get to the gym, but you never regret a workout when it's done. Yeah, totally. Except for we're talking about your life's purpose here. So a bit more than like that Saturday Pilates (laughs) class. Uh, No pressure though. Only pleasure here because that's how we operate. So if this episode of Not Nice Clever resonates with you and you know one of your friends needs to hear this, we would love it if you can share this episode with a friend and leave us a review so our podcast can help reach even more clever girls and clever girls in the making who are ready to take on their dreams. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question, we'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off, you're not so nice, but oh so clever, besties that mean business. See you next week.